If you've got that handout in front of you, that last Bible reading that we had, that's what I wanted to focus on this morning, uh, to just have a brief look at that passage. Uh, one of the things that really intrigued me when I was a kid was pigeons. I'm not sure uh, if uh, other people were as intrigued as I was by this. It just, uh, I found it bewildering that here's this thing, this bird that has a brain the size of a jelly bean, yet they can put it into a truck, drive it hundreds of kilometres away from where it lives, and it will find its way home. How in the world does it do that? I mean, it's just, it's staggering to me. And there are lessons, I'm sure, that we can learn from pigeons, but it's the pigeons in the Bible passage that I wanted to focus on today. So again, if you've got that Bible passage there, that would be a helpful thing. Um, Now, this event actually took place, it's strictly not quite a Christmas event because it took place one month after, sorry, technology issues here, that took place one month after uh, the birth of Jesus. Uh, Mary and Joseph had made their way up to Jerusalem uh, to do what the law of Moses required of them. Mary was required by the Lord to make an offering. Uh, And I suppose everyone's aware of the humble circumstances into which Jesus was born. We know that he was born in a shed because there wasn't anywhere for them to stay. We know that he was wrapped in strips of cloth because they didn't have time to have a baby shower. All of those things happened. And now they're at the temple, but this is further evidence of just how humble their circumstances were. See, the law required that an offering be made at the temple following a birth of a son. You'll see it there, verse 22, when the time of their purification according to the law of Moses had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what it said in the law, a pair of doves or two pigeons. They've gone to the temple in Jerusalem, some distance for them to travel, but to present this offering at the temple, these two pigeons. Now, that might seem like trivial information for us to have, but it's included in here for a reason, because they've gone to the temple and the law didn't actually require two pigeons. This is what the passage said in the book of Leviticus. She, that is the mother of the son, is to bring to the priest at the entrance of the tent of meeting a one-year-old lamb. That was the offering that they were supposed to be making. But the law went on to say, if she cannot afford a lamb, she is to bring two doves or two young pigeons. See, the law required a lamb, but special provision is made for poor people who may not be able to come up with a lamb for this occasion. This is the two-pigeon offering. And I'm sure that every parent wants to be able to do the best for their kids, you know, make sure that they've got a, a proper school uniform when they start school. And I'm sure that Joseph and Mary wanted to do the best for their son. But unfortunately, it appears that they couldn't afford to do that. They walk into the temple, Jesus with one arm, two pigeons under the other arm, and everyone would have known what was happening. That was the life that Jesus was born into. And that's the remarkable thing about Christmas, that Jesus came into a world where he clearly humbled himself big time. Have a listen to what's described here in this passage from Hebrews that talks about who Jesus was. In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets many times and in various ways. 
But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom the universe was made. The Son is the radiance of God's glory, the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. Jesus is the Son of God, the one through whom the universe was made, the one who is the exact representation of God's being, the radiance of God's glory. Jesus is God. Yet when he came into the world... His parents could only afford the two-pigeon sacrifice. But that's how God's chosen to be at work in this world. This is what Paul says in uh, 1 Corinthians. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of this world, the things that are despised and the things that are not, to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. But we can learn a little bit more from the pigeons as well. In Luke chapter 2, verse 22, have a look at that passage again and let me read it again with a little bit of emphasis. When the time came... uh, when the time of the purification according to the law of Moses had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord as is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what it said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. And then when we look a little bit further down again in verse 27 it says... Do for him what is the custom of the law, what the custom of the law required. Now, Luke's mentioned there just four times in those few verses the significance of God's law. See, right from the very beginning, even when he's just a baby in his mother's arms, we're being told that he actually fulfills what the law says, in keeping with what the law says. It's significant because it's one of the things that makes it possible for Jesus to do what he does. And what he does, the reason that he came into this world was to deal with our sin, our wrongdoing, our law-breaking. He came to trade places with us to pay the penalty for our sin. This is what it says in 1 John. Uh, In 1 John chapter 3 it says, everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, Sin is lawlessness, but you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins and in him there is no sin. And then in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 it says, God made him who had no sin, sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The fact that Jesus came into this world and the law was kept in every way, is not an insignificant detail. It's central to who he is. It's not simply telling us that he was a good boy. He came as one without sin to bear our sin on the cross. So now let me get to these two guys. Not sure if you recognise them. They don't look particularly happy, do they? That's the Wright brothers. I'm guessing this was before they'd managed to actually get that thing of theirs up into the air. Uh, It happened in December 1903. 
After many attempts, the Wright brothers finally got their flying machine up into the air. And they were so excited about getting this, this plane up into the air and travelling for 57 seconds above the ground that they sent a telegram to their daughter, uh, to their sister. And the telegram was, uh, was given to Catherine and she raced down to the local newspaper, which is what they asked him, her to do, to take this information down to the newspaper to tell them that they had achieved powered flight, 57 seconds in the air. And so she rushed, rushed off to the news editor, placed this telegram down in front of him, and, and the man read it, and the only thing that he picked up was that they were coming home for Christmas. And she said to Catherine, oh, that's nice that the boys will be home for Christmas. Isn't that incredible? A newspaper editor... And he couldn't see that one of the most significant events in human history had just happened. In the Bible, we heard about Simeon, a godly man who was longing for the day when God would save his people. If you've got that passage there, verse number 29 of chapter 2, when the parents brought the child, Jesus, to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory to the people of Israel. Simeon could see past the humble circumstances. He could see past the two pigeons. He could see past the fact that this was just a baby, barely a month old. He could see that God was at work to bring about his plan of salvation for this world. God's son would come into the world to bring life, to deal with our sin. He came into the world so that we could be forgiven. He came so that we could be made right with God. Amongst all of the other messages that we hear at Christmas time, that is what's at the heart of Christmas. Make sure you don't miss it. Make sure you don't get distracted by the Christmas lights or the presents. They're all wonderful things and can be a great reminder of what it is that Jesus has done. But we need to make sure that we focus on the central thing at Christmas, that we thank God for the gift of his son, for the forgiveness and the life that we have because of him. 